Blessings, everybody. Blessings, everybody. God bless you guys. We are back again. It's such a blessing to be before you guys. You know, we love you guys so very, very much. And we love God more than anything. And any time that we could come before you just to do his work, to feed his people, it is such a blessing. And we hold it so dear to our hearts. So with that being said, guys, we're going to get started. In case you guys haven't, don't know by now, I am Tarhisha Nikki Cooper. And I am Ken Cooper. God bless you guys. That's my husband, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so together we are Faith Healing Ministries. We're just a small little ministry right now in small beginnings doing the work of God, being small little servants, being used by God as a vessel just to make his name great in the earth ram again. Jesus Christ is coming, guys, and we just want everyone to be prepared and ready for his coming. And we just want to let you know that Jesus is real. He is the Lord, the Savior, and the Father. He is the only God, the God of all gods, and besides him, there is no other. So with that being said, guys, we're back before you again with another small teaching. Nothing grand, nothing over the top. We just really care about your soul. So we want to speak to that. We want to speak to your spirit. We want to speak to your inner man to be transformed, to be renewed, reset, and on fire for Jesus Christ. Okay, guys, so I'm just going to open up with a quick prayer. Father, we just invite you into the midst of this place, into the midst, God, of this teaching, into the midst of this prayer. Father, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that you, Father, will come in and that you will minister to the ear gates, to the spirit man, to the soul, God, Father, to the gates. Hallelujah, your son and your daughter. Father, God, you be magnified and you be glorified in all things, God, and we just ask that you come in and minister to the hearts of your people, Father, to revive them, Father God, back to the place of prayer, back to your heart, back to your spirit, back to righteousness, and back to holiness, God, Father. So one day, Father, that we can hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, God. Our motive, God, and mission, God, Father, we pray, is to please you, God, in all the things that we do, God, making you the head and priority, God, of all things, God, Father. So tonight, come in, Father, minister to your son, minister to your daughter, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, do something new in their life tonight, God, through this teaching, oh God, we pray, and it is so, and we seal it now, under the blood of Jesus, amen and amen. 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 Wow. Father, we come in unity. Father God, we come on one accord. We come in your spirit, and we rejoice, Father God. At you, at your grace and at your mercy. And we're thankful and we're humble and we're gracious and obedient to be able to just come in before you one more time. We ask that you grace us with your presence, Father God. We dedicate this to so in Jesus' name. Saints, tonight we're gonna have a little bit of dialogue. We're gonna get into our message, but it's gonna be it's gonna be more um to the realist side of things because we don't want to just always give you guys the the biblical side of things but we want you guys to also like think and look at Jesus from different sides of Jesus because he's not one dimensional and we also want us to like be able to have a dialogue amongst each other that we can probably say 
you know, in our own quiet place. Well, you know, I never looked at it like that or I never thought about a situation like that. I think it would be very helpful that we can come before each other and just, you know, give each other or share wisdom back and forth that we can bounce it off of each other Mm -hmm. to help encourage, you know, one another in times like these to be able to lift each other's up. And so tonight, this message is very dear to my heart and I think it's... um, I think it's it's a message that needs to be said and we need to look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I hope that by the time this call is over that you guys would see my point of view and that we would look at um, the circumstances and the situation that we face with today from a different perspective. So with that said, you want to give them the title of the message and let's get into it? Yeah, we because... can do that. So tonight we want to talk to you guys about the power of opposition. Amen. The power of opposition. The power Amen. of opposition. The yeah. power of opposition. So it's going to have like twofold meanings, guys. So as I give my spill, my wife going to give us spill, and we're going to put it together, and it's all going to be on the same plate. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to form that meal that, that's going to fill us up like and that. help us to understand <laughs> where we're coming from with the power of, of, of the opposition. So let's get started. My message is coming from... The thief and the robber. I want to talk to you guys about the thief and the robber. And I want us to look at it from a different perspective. You know, the Bible speaks in in Luke about the thief and the robber and about the good man being on post and the good man being watchful and how he wouldn't suffer his house to be broken into if he was prepared. But I want to twist that a little bit and I want to broaden our, our thinking process to look at that message from a different point of view. So when I look at the thief and the robber, I want us to look at it as... Um, how we allow this thief or this robber to come into our homes and break into our homes and steal our peace and steal our joy and steal our love Mm. and steal our destiny, Mm. you know, because we too busy focusing on the protesting side of things. So the robber, he's become wise with what we give him he's become wise in the fact that we're no longer home we're no longer standing on the post and watching from that post why because we're in the streets protesting while the robber is in our home stealing our goods Mm. so what we need to do is we need to point we need to redirect our focus we need to rethink How do we fight this robber? Mm. How do we protect ourselves? Let's use that word. Let's not use the word fight. How do we protect ourselves from the thief and from the robber? And I want us to look at how the Lord has given us everything we need to be able to protect our household, our goods, and our merchandise from the thief and the robber. And one of the best weapons that the Lord has graced us with to be able to protect our destiny, our future, our joy, and our peace, he gives us love. He gives us wisdom. And that's the number one key. We need to be we need to be exercising our wisdom by, by much more by saying, how do we, how do we protect ourselves from the oppressor? Mm. How do we protect ourselves from the from the thief or from the or from the uh, from the robber? And so I want to read um, Luke chapter eleven, verse twenty one through twenty three. 
And then we're going to continue to dig in this message just a little, a little deeper. And if we pick it up at verse 21 from Luke chapter 11, the King James Version, the Bible reads, When a strong man armed keepeth his place, his goods are in peace. Why? Because he's a strong man and he's armed with the weapons of the warfare that God has graced us with. But when a stronger man than he shall come upon him, he overcomes him and he taketh away from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divide his spoils. Why? It goes back to the fact that we have left we have left our position and we have went into the enemy's camp and he understand where we're positioned. The enemy knows that if he do, if he use trigger words or if he do trigger things, mm -hmm. it draws us out of position and okay. it just allows us to come into the streets and to protest and, and, and to give him just what we want. So we now have to come up with a different strategy. How do we attack this enemy? Mm. And verse 23, he that is not with me is against me. And he that gathers not with me is scattered. We have to stand on the foundation of the Lord and we have to use what he's given us to be able to protect ourselves to um, from this enemy. And what am I saying? We have to we have to be grounded rooted and grounded in the Holy Ghost. And we have to allow the Holy Ghost to give us the wisdom. Hmm. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and teach us how to fight this enemy from hell. So the enemy understands our tactic. And let's just be frank. Protesting is played out. That was, that was for those that worked in that season that season and that time it worked for them now we have to graduate to another level because the enemy is graduated mm. the enemy is using a different tactic but we ourselves wants to be complacent in the same old same old and he understands how we fight so the bible says the kingdom suffers violence but the violence take it back by force it's time to start taking back what's ours it's time to start taking back what's yours it's time to start standing on the foundation of the lord and say god let uh, teach us holy spirit to fight this enemy a new way i want you to come in and i want you to give give me your spill on this thief and this robber and this oppressor and how we have to switch up our strategy how we have to come up in our our weapons to fight this this enemy. I love that because when we think about the oppressor, we do think about the oppressor as being a tool or a weapon. Mm. But sometimes that tool or weapon is allowed by God, but is used through Satan sometimes. So when we think about the oppressor, we think about something that resists and prevents us. You know, Satan is also known a lot of times as the oppressor. That's his job description. He's called the oppressor. Whenever God allows something or 
wants something to take place, uh, he comes in and he tries to intervene, intercept, or maybe just fail the whole plan. But things that should be sometimes that God is calling to be be so in the earth ram for a certain time or a certain season, if you search very closely, the oppressor is somewhere near. So sometimes we often equate the oppressor uh, with or compare it to a rebel. And you know, a rebel loves mm. to come and reverse things. When you think about a rebel, he always loves to come and reverse things. You know, even in this resetting, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many multifaceted reasons for what is taking place right now. But one of the things that is taking place now is the reset. And in the reset, you know, God is resetting things, but you'll find that oppressor trying to rebel and reverse things from the way God is trying to maneuver things to go forth. I want to talk about Nimrod a little bit. I'm going to use the example a little bit for Nimrod. You know, we know Nimrod for being the mighty warrior of God in the book of Genesis chapter 10. You know, at that time that Nimrod stepped on the scene, the whole world was on one accord, speaking one language and one speech. So these things had already been set and established by God in the heavens. But this very thing that God created for evil, he's going to turn around and use it for good, speaking of the spirit of oppression. Mm -hmm. So God took that spirit of oppression in this certain particular passage when Nimrod began to build the Tower of Babel. When he began to to build the Tower of Babel, it was against what the agenda of God stood for. So Nimrod was oppressing and opposing God's agenda of unification at that time. And then God turned around and used the very same spirit and turned it into good against Nimrod. So here you have the spirit of oppression to rebel and reverse. Mm -hmm. And God turned around and used that very same spirit of oppression to tear it down. Mm -hmm. How can God use oppression against oppression. Mm. Because if we search the scriptures, we know that God can take darkness and turn it into light to discipline his children. So in this passage and speaking, you know, on oppression again, the power of opposition and oppression, God will allow the opposer to come in in efforts of changing the opposee. Mm-hmm. So when we think about that story of the Tower of Babel, Nimrod, God allowed the spirit of opposition mm-hmm. to take place, but he was using it for good in the end to come around, come to come down and change the opposer. He wanted to change the mindset mm-hmm. of Nimrod and say, I'm going to show you that I am God. Yes, you are opposing me. You are opposing the agenda that I stood and established in the earth realm at that time. But I'm going to come and I'm going to use that very same spirit against what you're doing to show you that I am God. You know, so we have to think about during this time as we tie it to what's taking place right now. You have the spirit of the the opposer, the opposition spirit that is on the earth and on the land right now. Mm-hmm. And with that spirit, what we need to take take note of is... 
the opposing spirit is operating with the same tactic and the same strategy, gaining the same results. Right. So when we think about what's taking place, God sometimes allow the spirit of opposition mm -hmm. to be in execution to change the oppressor, to change the one that's in, that they're coming to oppose. Mm -hmm. So you have the opposer mm -hmm. and then you have the opposee. Mm -hmm. But in, if you look at what's taking place with the protests and uh, the things going on in the world, things that are taking place, the shooting, police right. brutality, those type of things, that oppression spirit, the opposer spirit, their tactics have not changed. Right. Their strategies That's have good. not changed and they're still getting the same results. But when they know that the oppressee mm -hmm. is still doing the same thing, mm -hmm. gaining the same results, you kind of got to question who's really winning, who seems to be winning mm -hmm. in the end. So that's when God is looking. He wants us to come up in our thinking. Amen. He wants us to look at us from a grander scale, look down at it and say, look, they're not changing. And the reason they're not changing is because their strategy was uh, an execution uh, of their agenda. They know exactly what we're going to retaliate with. Amen. And they know our retaliation is one that it comes in endless results. It comes, it comes short of the results that we're looking for. Mm. So in that case, God is wanting us to think. He's wanting us to gain wisdom. He wants us to be creative. He wants us to be innovative. Change it. Change. It's, it, this is not for the oppressor at this moment. Right. It's now for the oppressee. Mm -hmm. Change it. But we need to do is come up with something. You know, sometimes when something needs to die, we got to drought it first. Right. Everything don't just die right away. It takes time. Mm -hmm. But if you drought something long enough, eventually it takes the life away from it right. and it eventually dies mm -hmm. out. So we need to think about what we need to do. Some things on the earth ram mm -hmm. to, to start we need to starve the oppressor. Mm -hmm. And as we starve the oppressor, we'll drought the streets. Mm -hmm. We'll drought what they're looking for. We'll drought the news media. Mm -hmm. we'll, uh, we'll drought social media, leaving mm -hmm. them less to speak on, less to report on, mm -hmm. less to talk about. Mm -hmm. Those things. We're not giving them the, re the reaction that they're looking for Amen. anymore. And eventually, when the drought takes place long enough, it will die out. Amen. So these things are not coming before, these things are not coming just for us to sit back and continue to do the same thing. But the oppressor is coming to change the mindset of the oppressee. Mm. So we got to change our mindset, which will change our strategy, which will then change our results. Man, it's like a, it's like, it's like a plant that doesn't receive water. Exactly. Eventually it'll dry up. Yes. So I love what you're saying. I love the the revelation about bringing in the drought. Yes. And 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 bringing in that drought sometimes means taking away that water. Yes. And what is water? Water is life. Yes. So and what is the life? It's what the enemy um, lives off. Yes. And in, and in this case, the enemy lives off his finances. Yes. And the enemy lives off um, its greed, its prosperity. So we got to we gotta take away those things that cause the oppressor 
to continue us. Mm. So you have to take away that income. Yes, I have to say, yes, I say that. You have to take away those finances that feed that enemy, mm. that, that, that's, uh, that allow that enemy to buy those things and to have that power over you. Yes. And you have to bring in a drought in that situation. Yes. And then when the enemy can no longer do those things or no longer have the water to be able to 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 water the plant or have the income to be able to buy these things to buy these systems to buy these whatever they may be to oppress you then things begin to change i'm gonna use one of your little nuggets here and i hope you don't get upset you know and i i think other people use this too but you say sometimes um people plant baits for you they love to plant a bait and they they plant the bait to see who's going to take hold of the bait who's going to eat the bait who's going to fall for the bait well this is what the oppressor does it plants a something takes place they're waiting to see if you're going to take the bait and as we take the bait what happens is they know that we're going to riot they know that we're going to loot they know that we're going to march the streets we know that there's going to be violence however if they plant the bait nobody grab hold of the bait we send a drought to the opposer we kill the opposer meaning that not not physically kill the agenda it slowly dies away and so this is for us now to come up in our thinking to have revelation insight and understanding that a broad illumination will come upon God's people and I'm sure it is but just reiterating this to let people know that we have to change strategy you have to kill the, the, the God of a movement you know God is the head of all things but we're talking about things that are not of God we're talking about the God of whatever that movement is Mm -hmm. and if it's an ungodly movement whatever it is it's still a leader a God somebody over it we got to kill the God of the movement and so because God has a plan now with this said we do understand revelation is playing itself out we do understand God is in the midst of all of this because he wants to shake up some things but we're speaking from the sense of the oppression how God is all also in the midst of this wanting us to change our mindset he wants to change the inner us he wants to work on the inside of us he wants to cleanse us and he wants our mindset to be renewed and have new perspective so that we have new strategies going forth so we know how to uh, mobilize going forth in wisdom in wisdom so when we see this god forbid later on years down the road you know around our our grandchildren or children children's generation we'll know how to go in the strategy mode and not the same old monotony thing again. Mm -hmm. And so we just wanted to bring that to you today about the power of opposition. Going in opposition of the opposer. Go the opposite direction of the way that the opposer wants you to go. So we hope that this this message has blessed you today. It is quick. We didn't mean to go this long, but we just wanted you to get this teaching. So we're going to go ahead and just pray uh, for you today. We're just going to pray us out and we just pray that you are staying safe out there. Know that God is still God. He is still a healer. He is still a protector. He is still on the throne. Hallelujah. And God's word is final and set for he has the final say in all things. So Father, we just thank you today because of your mercies, God. Father, we are not consumed. We thank you, God, that your anger is only good before a moment, God. We 
we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your love is unfailing and it perished not, God. Because of your love and your kindness, God, your forgiveness is granted to us, oh God. We thank you, God, even in the midst of this pandemic, God, that you're rolling away every reproach, God, attached to us. We thank you, God, that you are reviving the hearts of man, Father God, healing them and bringing them back to you. Father, we thank you, God, that healing is being made even in the midst of this very moment. God, we just thank you, Father God, for giving us wisdom, hallelujah, to know how, hallelujah, to handle the opposer even in this time, in this day, in this hour. We thank you for impartation of innovation and creativity and instructions leading us towards our exit. God, we just thank you for spirit, Father. And most of all, we thank you, God, that we're coming back to you, that we're coming back to love, that we're coming back to purity, that we're coming back to holiness, and we're running to your open arms, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, that it is so, God, and it is sealed now in your son Jesus' name, God. And it is so, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You guys make sure you you get in a, a a, a stable place and with the Lord and um, make sure that you guys repair your relationship if it's not repaired and have a foundation build a foundation with Christ because he's the only one that can protect us and truly keep us safe and all of his children and all of the ones that that, that are seeking the Lord and we just pray for you guys safety we pray that you guys uh, um, keep it safe and love one another out there and just be blessed in the name of in the name of the Lord. Amen. As always, guys, know that we love you with the love of Christ. Continue to send your prayer requests to Faith Healing Ministries, FHM at gmail.com. Again, we love you with the love of Christ. Keep repentance on your lips. Know that Jesus is coming and stay safe. We love you. Have a good day. Till next time. Be blessed. <laughs>